show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops, food, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> Guys, welcome back. Here's to the next step. The next step. 100 episodes. What happened to my drink? <laughs> I don't know where yeah, it's right there. there You're responsible for your own beverage. Why don't I get a nightstand to put my drink on? Because I sat on this side. Table. And you sat on that side. Mulder's pushing his agenda. <laughs> Keep your dirty, That's right. Keep your dirty dick away from me. <laughs> That's why the table's on the right side of the couch. <laughs> Welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. Watch, watch. Liza. Watch, watch. <laughs> I'm your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. Boulder Mulder. <laughs> Joined <laughs> once again by Mr. Alex the Bicep Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got. Let me clear my throat. You clear your throat about 80 times an episode. Let him watch. Let him watch watch me clear my throat. Mr. Wolfie T, what's going on, Brett? Oh! Wait for the wolf who should be coming directly. You send in the wolf? And I'm here. You happy now? Look how fast that was. Yeah, I uh, actually have a little bit of a surprise for you guys. This is the last episode of the intro music. That all's gonna end the show, right? Right? Didn't have to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have to do this anymore. I have a new intro coming out. It'll be debut episode 101. This is episode 100. We're doing Jaws today, but uh, I know Brett has a new sounder that he wants from the Monster Squad. It's coming up. Coming up. Jones, you text me about a new sounder that you want. Do do you really want to switch? Yeah. You want to go trading places? Yep. Okay. Pretty much sold on it. Because I'm going to have a new one for myself, like one that I'll actually enjoy. Because Billy Madison got real old real quick. Yeah, it, wasn't, it never really hit. It never fit, but. As much as I like Pulp Fiction, too, Brett's never really hit for me either. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine was the only one that was really hitting with audiences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I'm what sure. we were hitting with. I'm sure. Let him watch. Let them watch. Everybody knows where that's from. <laughs> Gotta say it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so episode 101. Uh, 101. We'll all have new sounders. Um, except for you won't hear Joneses until October, because you're leaving for a month. About a month and a half. Yeah. No. He's getting married, getting hitched. And I'm going to San Diego. That's too bad. San Diego. San, San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Getting ready for that Chargers. You're, you're getting ready for the Chargers uh, to going start. To, going to the Chargers game. <laughs> so you're going to L.A. then? No, San Diego, dude. 
still there, right? I had to go to the little MLS Step Up Center to watch oh the Chargers God. play with 29,000 other people. That's what? What is that? That's where they're playing this year. In Carson, LA, they moved to right? LA. They're playing in Carson, yeah. California. Oh, yeah, I knew they moved but they're playing that where the LA Galaxy play, Stub Hub Center. You better uh, it's like stub, thirty thousand capacity. Stub Hub. Not even. It's sub. It's like twenty seven. Yeah, I saw. I'm sure they expanded a little bit. For football, they probably don't. Well, regardless, it's a tiny ass stadium compared to other they, NFL venues. They do mm-hmm. second tier boxing there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll be back in October. I think we're planning on doing a breakdown of The Witch. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of last year. Never seen it. It's a good flick. Brett Never. and I will probably be doing The Monster Squad next week. Probably. You, guys got, you guys got a horror lineup? I'm going to miss out on most of fucking Horror Fest this year. I know. Horror Extravaganza will go on without you. Well, uh, you giving away a steelbook of anything? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a surprise you were going to drop time. on us. Yep. Another surprise for you guys. I got two steelbooks. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your priorities in order if you want to, you know, do what's important. I'll call in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might be able to fit you in. <laughs> if you're going anywhere that maybe filmed a horror movie, that'd be something. Going to Tijuana. Going to T- No, you're not. Tijuana's 20 miles from San Diego, dude. Yeah, I if I'm in San Diego, I'm driving to Tijuana. Just say I went to Tijuana. I thought you were going to like the Bahamas or something. No, no, no this is like a, this is middle of October, so we're going to Aruba. Okay, Aruba, and then we're gone Aruba. for a week, and then we come, come on, back. baby mama. We come back Jamaica. for a week. <laughs> then we go to San Diego. Are you gonna finish it up with a trip to Kokomo? <laughs> Do you know that Kokomo's in Indiana? Yeah, that's the one they're talking about in that song. Yeah. Kokomo, Indiana, Aruba, Jamaica, <laughs> Bahamas, Kokomo. So Kokomo's like we're going back home to our boring lives. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded fancy. I guess I don't know. Is it by a lake? I don't know. It's probably it's by, by a creek. <laughs> it's probably by the the KKK uh, headquarters over there in Indiana. Crick, crick, crick. <laughs> oh boy, hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe we made it? <laughs> Who's Come listening a long way. Who's listening to this? I don't know. Numbers keep on going up. Somebody, somebody let us know. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> Please, we need some confirmation in our lives. Out your friends. I know they don't want to admit it. Out them. Yeah, I can't honestly say I'm the proudest of every episode we've ever made. Top Is five there- farts. No, I, I'm proud of that one. That one's pretty good. You know, it's pretty entertaining. You know, technically, this is episode 101. <laughs> With our unreleased episode? True. Yeah. Well, Jones and I have done one or two, actually two other ones. We did one on happiness that we didn't release. And right. Apocalypse Now. They both turned out, their audio difficulties turned out like shit. Forgot we did happiness. Well, those... <laughs> Those don't really count. We we had a, a full episode, perfect audio, and we didn't release it for <laughs> content purposes. Top five worst dads. Probably the number one most depressing episode. <laughs> it got pretty dark. That was going to be our Father's Day uh, special. Yeah. Was, thought it was timely. Look how shitty these dads are. I admire yours. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out so well. 
But yes, um, as we continue to share and spread our enthusiasm for movies, um, we've gotten a lot better, audio at least audio quality wise. Episode one hundred improve the uh, equipment from time to time. Um, content wise, I think we're just starting to find our voice, which is well, you should f- fucking hope so after a hundred episodes, but we're getting there. And so going forward, we might actually start promoting the show. Can you believe it? Can yeah, can yeah. you believe it? Play a soundbite. What? Unbelievable. Something. I don't. I thought you wanted me to play. Can you dig it? Well, yeah, that it. would work. Yeah, I don't have it. What are you doing over there? <laughs> well, you you could have got a uh, a dice sound clip there. Hey, you Unbelievable. Talking dice up in your last up. <laughs> Rikishi dice. <laughs> Head it all. Heavy hitting shit. Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> yeah. The talented one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. well, it only took two tries. Because the first two are twins. That was only one try. They got two, ah. two for one. All right. Should I explain all my jokes? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Continue to do so. so. Rene Russo. Mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> Brett dropped. Oh yeah, I can't use your name. Hundred episodes. I can't use your first name. What? We, can we say your first name? Well, uh, I've been saying Brett all the time. He's, oh, you only said Wolfie T when he introduced. Yeah, him. but we don't mm-hmm. talk about his last name. <clears throat> ah, the mystery. <laughs> you know, he stays off the grid. He doesn't that's, even have a fucking Facebook account. So that's good right. on him. That's why uh, I didn't find out till Sunday afternoon that I don't think your name's unique uh, enough though to be googled. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my name well mine is very muddy like you could never find me you have to get through so much shit <laughs> i don't think there's a lot of people with my name though because oh, yeah. my first name is pretty unique brett yeah what the hell is brett fire doing here <laughs> that should be your sound bite and then just dub in <laughs> In your voice. Get your, editing, get your editing power together and do, do that sound. <laughs> what the hell is Breton doing here? 12 minutes. I got to cut out. <laughs> Brett's like, oh my God, my last name can't be said on the air. <laughs> no, I, I just know you're going to cut that out. So I'm not even yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, any other thoughts on episode 100? Or can we sink our teeth into Jaws? Huh, guys? Let's close our jaws into jaws. Close our what? Jaws what? Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Wolfie T over here busted the Robin Wright joke earlier, <laughs> which is a very good one. I appreciated it. Did you catch it? No, I wasn't listening. What? Robin yeah. You came over here and you're playing with my my cord. Uh, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> you said I got to make sure they're rubbing right. And he goes, "Wasn't she married to Sean Penn?" <laughs> I went Robin Wright and he goes yeah you get it I was like that's a pretty good one alright you like that <laughs> alright Jaws get to the business at hand here boom boom donut boom boom donut there it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> was that? Is that? Uh, what sketch is that from? Is that the uh, whitest kids, kids you know? Yeah. <laughs> Chad Williams. He was. He's trying to write a new tune for the Star Wars Indiana Jones crossover, <laughs> and he's just going around the house. Then his wife challenges him to a song writing contest. Yes, the iconic Jaws score from Mr. John Williams. It's been uh, bastardized and uh, parodied and uh, made a mockery of for 40 years now. <laughs> I mean, fuck, what hasn't John Williams done? Well, certain things, but he's known for almost every famous score out there. This was the only score that I could play on the piano in elementary. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I remember specifically uh, we had like a music day where they're like, yeah, you got to play a song for the class, either on your... What was the the recorder? The recorder. Mm-hmm. Or if you knew a different instrument, you could do that. And then I was a smartass, and then I walked up and I played this. I went, dun, 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 dun. Got a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. <laughs> Killed it. Teacher didn't care for it. Speaking of playing John Williams on the piano, I could do Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones theme. Not as you impressive. Could? Mm-hmm. Not do, as do, impressive. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Keep going. Well, I don't have a piano here. <laughs> That was the uh, wedding march for a short round in the Ewok. Mm-hmm. I have him here uh, as a performer in Some Like It Hot for the music there. But uh, this was kind of his first big score, I'd say. He worked on the Academy Awards in 74. So this is 75. You know, responsible for Superman, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Well, he won an Oscar for this. Mm -hmm. And then he had to get up during that, right? Yep. He had to go back down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, continue orchestrating. Yeah. It's like a baller. Yeah. Also did uh, Harry Potter movies. Sick. He's done 352 soundtracks, according to IMDb. Well, a lot of them are... Like one of them here, Ferris Bueller's Bueller's Day Off. He was the writer of the Star Wars main title, which I believe is played in yeah. Ferris Bueller's. So a bunch of, and like right below is the Goonies theme from Superman is in there because Sloth has the Superman yeah. shirt. Half of these are probably uh, the theme from Jaws. <laughs> so yes, um, it doesn't get much better. Oh yeah, Jurassic Park. Can't forget that. What are you guys playing with over there? I lost my, my shit. Our cards got tangled up. There we go. But yeah, he did uh, Jurassic Park. Um, no, pretty much everything. Left ear. What happened? Did I? Ba 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 ba. Okay, hit us. Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty iconic film composer. It doesn't really there isn't anybody as big as him. I don't think. Ba 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 ba. That's all like the most iconic stuff ever. That's Hans Zimmer is like kind of like the modern equivalent. Be close, right? Yeah, I mean he's done so much shit too. Yeah. Today, like you said, mm-hmm. I mean John Williams is more before him. I mean Zimmer's probably most famous <clears throat> work is the Dark Knight stuff, but he also did Pirates of the Caribbean, 
which is pretty famous, although, you know, those movies suck now. But, you know, you look back and, like, uh, that's still a pretty famous theme. Very. What did Men in Black? Sonnenfeld? Barry Sonnenfeld? Yeah. He's done quite a bit of shit, too. Not as known mm-hmm. as these guys, but he's been on quite a few. Yeah, but Hans Zimmer pretty much has done all of Christopher Nolan's films, along with a lot of other ones. So he's he's getting up there, but mm-hmm. you know, has to have to wait another couple of decades to see if all these films stand the test of time, like Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Star Wars. You know, those minor movies from yesteryear. How long do you think you have to wait? Twenty years mm, before maybe. you actually know? Because yeah. I'm curious when, like Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars. Well, I guess Star Wars is a little different. Yeah, uh, phenomenal. In this because it was such phenomenon. a game changer, but. In Jurassic Park, 93, so that's 24 years ago. But well, when was it like that score is iconic? Well, Hans Zimmer's been around for like 30 years, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like in the Dark Knight. How old Knight, does he have to be? How old's Dark Knight? 10 years now? Almost. Right? 2008. Like nine. And then Batman so maybe another 10 years. Oh, 05. So the Batman theme has been going on for over 10 years for yeah. Zimmer. No, 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 no. Almost. <laughs> yeah, that is iconic. I love that song. It's a good one. It's a good one. He R. R. He, Adam West. I didn't know he wrote it all the way back then. But yes, Jaws from nineteen seventy five, directed by Steven Spielberg. Never heard of him. Put him on the map. Real hack. <laughs> Starring Roy Scheider as uh, Chief Martin Brody, Robert Shaw as Quint, Yafala. Yafala Jones. <laughs> We love Robert Shaw in the in the, uh, the Sting. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> Yafala, Richard Dreyfus is Matt Hooper. Lorraine Gray is Ellen Brody. Murray Hamilton is Mayor Larry Fuckstick. Carl Gottlieb is Meadows. <laughs> well he's the asshole mayor that doesn't want to close the beach. That mayor had a sweet wardrobe. Yeah, I was gonna say he's Oh my god. Pretty sick. Although he wore the same jacket like three times in a week. Still looked fresh. The one with all the anchors on it. He kept wearing it. Like, dude, it's only been two days. He had like a Bart Simpson closet. He just has the same (laughs) anchors. He had like a striped coat in between, a striped jacket in between. And then he's like, well, it's only been, uh, I I didn't wear it for a day so I can wear it again now. (laughs) They'll never notice. The the anchor jacket is back. Carl Gottlieb also helped with the screenplay. We wrote with Peter Benchley, who Peter Benchley is the person who wrote the novel. So, storyline. A giant great white shark arrives on the shores of a New England beach resort and wreaks havoc with bloody attacks on swimmers until a local sheriff teams up with a marine biologist and an old seafarer to hunt the monster down. Seafarer? Seafarer? Seafarer. Seafarer. Yeah, seafarer. I noticed the chief of police didn't have a gun. Why didn't he have a gun? <laughs> well, he had a pretty sweet rig, though. What kind of fucking rinky-dick town has a cop with no gun? One on an island. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need no gun. Amity Island. <laughs> Keep the minorities out, and then that's all you got to do. <laughs> is that what now, he's thinking, or is that what you're thinking? <laughs> that's what everybody's thinking. <laughs> Now that you mention it, it was a pretty white cast. Goddamn right it was. <laughs> it was a very white cast. I don't think it was there was much diversity in that cast. 
Yeah, the shark came. Yeah, was there was there even an African American in there? I thought I remember seeing yeah. a black guy. Uh, was he at the the uh, hospital or coroner, or maybe? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Maybe somebody that was on the city council. Uh, I don't think so. No, yeah, I remember. Either way, well, they all they're all they're, they're, the two old men on the in the boat drinking and fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, are, those are white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That they are. You they, keen eyes, sir. They yes. got got. <laughs> Bruce came up and tore up that ass. Jo- Hashtag Joss so white. <laughs> Come Joss, on, Joss so Wheaton. I guess they had a, a pretty, uh, they had some Jewish representation in there, so they're kind of a minority. Kind of a minority? Well, after 1941. <laughs> the, the, depends who you ask. Some people think they're not. Some people think they are. Depends if you go by how many people you've been discussing this with. <laughs> Depends if you go by skin color or uh, religion. What are your clan meetings saying? <laughs> Did you send out a survey? What did the Grand Wizard tell you last week? <laughs> well, we use Survey Monkey, and that's what the group said. <laughs> <laughs> we use that at work, don't we? Survey Some monkey? people do. Could everybody use a Survey Monkey? I think it's uh, available for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, minorities too. Well, that's but good. If I have to do a survey, I usually just use the voting buttons in Outlook. <laughs> Thanks, Microsoft. Outlook, great Microsoft Office, great product. Wish they paid us. Send us money, please. Pay us. Send us money. <laughs> we will plug that every five minutes. Of Come on, Bill Gates. I know you got billions. <laughs> you sent out a tweet the other day that uh, just said, "You ever wonder why your toilet smells so bad?" I would. I traveled to Europe to discover the science of smell. And somebody, like, subtweeted and goes, "Bill, it's because you poop in it, you idiot." <laughs> that's, that's what happens. You drop out this of college. This isn't that hard to really you know, figure out. <laughs> that guy's got billions of dollars <laughs> researching the science of smell. He goes around the world to research poop smells <laughs> from his toilet. All right, back to jazz. So it starts with John Williams' iconic score underneath the ocean at night. And a uh, there's a party going on to the beach. Yeah. Pretty sick party. <laughs> yeah. And, you ever uh, been to a beach party? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Where? What What's that one down by San Augusta? That was used to go to. The quarries? Yeah. Well, no, not the quarries. That one that was an actual, like, lake. We used to go there and meet Paige all the time. Does like, that count? Uh, Does that count though? Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's yeah, that doesn't count. Not a lake party, beach party. Yeah. Well, I get. Well, it's a lake, <laughs> and there's a beach on it. Was there really? That wasn't really yeah, a party. Not really that a was beach. just like sitting on the lake drinking beer. Yeah, but sometimes I went down there with people other than you, and we would bring coolers. You did not. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I was down there before. I was down there with you. <laughs> oh, are you jealous? <laughs> Soup's jelly. <laughs> Soups, jelly. <laughs> Do you want some peanut butter with that jelly? See? Can the jelly room. <laughs> so have you ever been to a beach party? Yes. That doesn't count. <laughs> me, and, me and Brett just decided. Why does it not count? It's a beach on a lake. What, it's it, on it a tells lake. details of the party. Were there families about while you were partying? Uh, some, not not many. A was, there a, was there it a It wasn't a like crowded beach. Were you like just toasted? Just we were kind of off antics? ourselves. Uh, Somewhat. 
We got rides back. What? We couldn't drive, so I got to that point. Not a beach party then. <laughs> Somebody's not taking the risk. It's a beach on a lake. Just because it's a lake and not an ocean doesn't make it doesn't you know a beach not make. You ever have a bonfire in the beach? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I think so. Anyways, um, you ever been to a beach party? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. All right, moving on. So there's a beach party, and <laughs> a uh, drunk couple runs off to go skinny dipping. Except the guy is so shit faced, he just he doesn't even make it to the water. He gets about five feet to the water and then just collapses pretty much and passes out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know. So the the lady is running full sprint and taking her clothes off at the same time. And they cut to her. She's got her pants on. And then they show the, the dude chasing her, stumbling over. And then they cut back to her, still full sprint, no pants. <laughs> How did she take her pants off at a full sprint? Breakaways. Oh, my God. Bitch of Mac from Always Sunny can tell you how she did it. <laughs> it seems like something he'd have a handle on. Because I would think you'd just like fucking eat it if you tried it. Well, he did a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't stay upright. She's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> so she's swimming around out by the buoys. By and, herself uh, at yeah. night. Good idea. Yep, good idea. Moral well, of the story is don't go swimming at night by yourself. So now I ask you this. You guys been skinny dipping before, huh? No. No? Yeah. Yeah, I have. You? Yeah, me and you that one time. <laughs> <laughs> are you, he, he said he, do, he did it. Well, how are you yeah. going to ask him again? Already, I wanted him answered. to go into more in detail. <clears throat> he already answered. Yeah, yeah, and then he did. I just had, what, more detail when I skinny dipped? Yeah, like maybe a time and a place versus last week or like in college. He he doesn't believe you. High school at a lake and then at a different lake in college. And then quarry or lake? No, I never I never swam in the quarries. Really? Uh, You didn't go off the rope swing? No. Was it because the kid hung himself with it? Yeah, that could have been it. <laughs> but we were no, there that for was, a while before he that hung wasn't, himself. Yeah, that wasn't it. I just, I don't know. I never swam back then. And they did replace the rope. Was he was he just bad at swinging or? Uh, I think he was just uh, he not have a good happy. time in life. That type of thing. So, so he didn't like swing out and then just forget to let go? and. No, he, it was a it was rope specifically for swinging on in the quarry. It was, in, it was intentional. And then, like, he in the middle of the night, he went there and used it to hang himself. So he intentionally hung himself. Yeah. It wasn't an accident. No, well, not an accident. Was he jerking off? <laughs> that would be an accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Time to auto-erotic asphyxiate myself. <laughs> so... Jaws makes his presence known, starts jerking around a little bit, and then takes her under. Speaking of jerking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on. Like you said, the, the, the shark was jerking the lady in the water. I like, how it, I like how she uh, the, the shark takes a bite out of her legs, and it takes her like five seconds to figure out what happened. And it's like, wouldn't that hurt? Wouldn't you scream sooner? Yeah, when she's getting pulled down, like in and out of the water, it's like, shouldn't 
her legs should have been chopped off by now. Yeah. Because he can only grab her with his mouth, so he's pulling her down, and she she's not screaming yet. Well, later they revealed that she uh, got bit in the torso. Yeah. Well, that Peter Benchley had also read that he, well, I think he wrote the book, not really researching how sharks behaved. Mm-hmm. So he said after he learned how sharks actually behave in the water, he probably wouldn't have wrote, written the book <laughs> the way he read it, wrote it because it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I thought this was a documentary. It's not. There's very little <laughs> What? <laughs> They got some great shots, though. Got some great <laughs> shots. Uh, I will say that scene is still baller. Based yeah, on in my true opinion. Story. Still it pretty. Yeah, definitely holds up. Um, so the next morning he wakes up. Like, I don't know what happened to her. And they stumble upon her remains, which is just basically like an arm. And that's about it. Chewed off arm. Yeah, it was like another grab net or something. Yeah. I liked how the uh, so the one cop was there and he couldn't even look, and then the chief's t- taking a, a scoping out the arm, and then the drunk dude's just looking around, fucking randomly like he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like, do you not see everybody looking down here at the fucking arm in the crab nets? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's just got the dumbest look on his face, and he's just like staring off into space. Like, yeah, he was around. pretty aloof whenever he was on screen. What the fuck are you the looking cop at? Station. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like you don't realize that that's that girl's arm. Like, okay. Because it had it had a fingernail polish, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. So, the first, I guess, conclusion from the medical examiner is that it was a shark attack. So he decides, hey, I'm going to close this beach. Can't be having people swimming around. Yep. But uh, the mayor goes to the. Uh, Mayor's none too happy about that. Goes to the hardware store to get some supplies and walks right through a random parade going through town. Well, it's the 4th of July celebrations coming up. I know yeah, it's but not why, the 4th that Why day, is there but... a parade in town? Like Nobody's even like sitting there waiting to watch it or anything. Well, maybe it was just a lull in the crowd. I don't know. It was like a marching band. Yeah. I was super confused. Probably that. the town celebration. Super confused. But then we can talk about the mayor. Yeah, Mr. Asshole himself... Um, I mean, he has a little bit of a point in that the town relies on their business from the summer to last pretty much the whole year. However, obviously, personal safety has got to come first. He keeps saying that, too. We're a summer town. We need summer dollars. <laughs> summer dollars. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. I get it. I like how he brought the medical examiner with him to confront the chief police. And uh, Yeah, he totally made the medical yeah, examiner like, walk back his previous further statements. Further review, it was a boating accident. <laughs> propeller you know girl's drunk she swims out in the ocean at the middle of the night doesn't know where she is farther than she should have runs into a boat (laughs) jesus i liked when they first come up on the sheriff he's lighting a cigarette and then he takes one puff and throws the whole thing in the ocean (laughs) because that's what you did in the 70s you just literally i was gonna say they were like (laughs) fuck it fucking ocean's huge we can litter in here. The mayor's always got a cigarette in his hand too. It's just like everywhere he goes. So, I don't. I don't know if he ever smokes it. He just he's just holding it. Yeah. So then they uh, decide to not close the beaches. We're open for biz. Come on down, July Fourth weekend. Let's do it. 
Um, so everyone's out at the beach. Brody's out there with his family, kind of watching things because it's, I guess, kind of discussed that he doesn't like the water so much. Doesn't like being on boats. And he just kind of avoids the water at all it's like costs, a, pretty much. It's like a fish out of water story. <laughs> he's a he's a chief of police in an island beach town, but he hates the water. It's <laughs> likely from a childhood experience, but it doesn't really they don't really into detail. No, about they don't it. really dig into that. There's kind of the didn't they say he came from the city or some shit? Yeah, they're from New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. from New York. Mm-hmm. I think there's one time later in the movie where. He's like, he tells his wife, take the kids and go home. And she's like, home to New York? (laughs) And he he goes, no, don't say stupid things. (laughs) No, dummy. Now get. Like, home on the island, like, to our current house where we live. (laughs) Fucking idiot. (laughs) Um, Like, what do you mean, gnome to New York? What the hell? (laughs) Anyways. So little by little, the people get brave enough, and they brave the waters, and uh, they're starting to have a lot of fun. Is that when the mayor of peer pressure is the dude to go in the water so yeah. other people go in? Uh, I think it was, uh, what, another city councilman? Or was that after the second attack? I can't remember. Uh, I the, think it was just that one. They made, oh, I don't know. Was that before? Was that the first? That was after the first one. Okay. Because but, everybody knows there is an attack. Yeah. So they're apprehensive, but the beach is open. Mm-hmm. The main thing that I'm was, it was because then there's because then there's the second attack. I think it was after then, the second one because they didn't know about that girl yet. What's that? They didn't know about that girl yet because they said it was a boating accident. Yeah, the yeah. little boy is the next to go, I believe. Yeah, yeah. you might be right. Yeah. 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 So, well, you got the story. So it was later. It? it was later. In the don't day. you? <laughs> I don't have it up right here. Anyways, what are you looking at? So there's a bunch of kids what in are the you water doing over there. <laughs> Notes. <laughs> there's a bunch of kids in the water. Yep. And the one uh, one boy is on a little raft, a little floaty, and he floats out a little farther, and Mr. Jaws gets him. It's pretty brutal. Bruce. Then they do a contra <laughs> they do a contra zoom on uh, the sheriff. Yeah, you know what the, that's called contra zoom. My uh, famous Jaws shot, as it's known. In my uh, intro to film class in college, my uh, professor I can't remember her last name. Her first name was Donna. She was from the Bronx. She uh, she had such a boner for contrazooms, and uh, she wouldn't stop talking about them. They're pretty sweet. <laughs> I also share that boner. <laughs> so it's basically they put the camera on a dolly, and as they pull the camera back physically, they zoom in with the lens. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the character's getting, like, staying the same, but the the background's getting farther away. Yeah. We call it a contrazoom. <laughs> That's the one thing I remember from that class. Hit the, hit the forest thing. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> I think we eventually need to get to a point where we all have soundboards. I like Should. to do that. Get on that, guys. <laughs> then we'll all hook it up together. So, little boy eats it. And everyone out of the water. Well, he, out doesn't, of the water. he doesn't eat it. The shark eats it. <laughs> He does. Stand corrected. That's when the town realizes, hey, we should do something about this. The boy's mom puts up a uh, $3,000 bounty to kill the shark. Or to catch it. And uh, I have a, we have an introduction to Quint. This is at the town meeting, town hall with the city council and the mayor yeah. and the sheriff. And this is an introduction to Robert Shaw. The 
Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. Bad fish. Not like going down the pond chasing bluegills or tommy cots. This shark, swallow you whole. Shaking, tenderizing. Down you go. And we gotta do it quick. I don't bring back the tourists. I'll put all your businesses on a paying basis. But it's not gonna be pleasant. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for 10. You gotta make up your minds. You wanna stay alive and ante up? You wanna play it cheap? Be on welfare the whole winter. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. $10,000 for me by myself. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Thank you very much, Mr. Quint. We'll, uh, we'll take it under advisement. Or, or not. How about you stop <laughs> eating during your speech? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty uncomfortable after he screeches the chalkboard with his nails. Well, you spent the first, uh... Three minutes of the meeting drawing a shark on the chalkboard. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like a child. I'll catch a shark just like this one here. That I Why is he, he said he was going <laughs> to... said he was going to catch that bird. They weren't talking about a bird. About catch a that bird. <laughs> this I drew as a shark, though, not a bird. 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 This bird is, is the bird. bird up. It was some stupid ad from... Barbies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Arby's, but on that webpage about the Australian uh, shark attack survivor, that which we'll get into at a later when? point in the episode. Ah, uh, uh, pins and needles. Keep over you waiting. Here. I'm on pins and needles <laughs> over here. Yes, because this is glad, uh, I, glad I sat on this side. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is he's, he's, he's on pins and needles, and we're on a couch and. The, ah. He's literally sitting on pins and needles. Like you put pins and needles on my side. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get like a car crash. So <laughs> that's, that's a joke. <laughs> you have derailed. <laughs> You're the one playing Arby's board. clips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that threw us off track. It's a stupid website that we're been up for about, about we're, half we're talking hour. about fucking Quint's picture drawn. <laughs> The goddamn Jaws. Maybe you should just mute your speakers. That old bird there. I'll kill him, you see? 3,000. <laughs> Find him for three. Kill him for 10. It's like, God, you really hiked up the price for killing him. <laughs> like, <laughs> for that, you get the head, the tail, the whole thing. You don't get the fin, though. I like fins. <laughs> and I sell the shark teeth to kitties. <laughs> shark necklaces. If it's going to swallow you whole, why does it keep chewing on these people? Yeah, what? he says it'll swallow you whole. But all these people are coming up in parts. Yeah, they're they're chewed quite thoroughly. Well, the people of Martha's Vineyard are very like, scrappy. Like, why <laughs> so would they? Fighting. Why would that kid bleed so much if he just got swallowed whole? He was drinking. His blood was thin. <laughs> <laughs> Little kid drinking. He was you ever bled when you've been drinking? He was in stock. <laughs> I haven't had that occasion though. <laughs> So basically, they blow off Quint. Ten grand, you know, they ain't doing that. They're going the cheap route. Cheap route. 
because everyone in Martha's Vineyard is going to go out looking for the shark. So dozens of boats go out looking, and they actually do find or do catch a very large shark. Which was real. Well, they yeah, had those, real. Two, those two yeah. jabronis went out at night and uh, tied a chain to the dock and uh, <laughs> threw a tire out in the uh, in the water, and the shark took the whole fucking dock down. Because what he threw like his wife's ham out there or something. Yeah, yeah, a roast, roast something like yeah, that. Yeah, like my wife's gonna be pissed. I took all her meat out the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they it was a real shark that they had to fly in from Florida because the sharks don't really get that big up around New England. So the by the time it got there, it just smelled like shit and like all the like the innards, the organs that all pressed up at like into the back of the throat. When it was like hanging like that, so everyone that was just around it was just having a terrible time. Sounds like a, a great idea. Summer with a dead shark. It's been dead for days. <laughs> An imported shark. Didn't they put it on ice? I'm sure they did, but Jeez. only so much you can do. That's when Richard Dreyfus showed up, though, when they're all going out to hunt the shark. Yep. With their chum and their firecrackers. And he's from the... Uh, Oceanographic or ocean, how do you say it? National, National Oceanic. Ocean, yeah. Society. Oceanic or I don't know if there is a graphic. Oceanographic. Something. He's part yeah. of an ocean group. Okay. It's one of his National least. Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Okay. Makes NOAA. Sense. NOAA. NOAA. This is one of yes, Richard Dreyfus's least annoying roles, I think. Yeah, he's great in here. I pretty much like him in most things. I mean, he doesn't really kills in what do about mo- Bob? Yeah, I love him. That <laughs> he doesn't really do movies much anymore. Certainly. No, it's been a while. What are all the performances you don't like him in? Yeah, because he kills it as the older version of Will Wheaton in Stand By Me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. One. Especially when they do the Family Guy episode and he does his own voice. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've seen too many of his movies, but just him as himself is fucking annoying some of the um i can't name anything else i've seen him <laughs> off the top of my head. so you really have no basis for argument here you just don't like him i just don't like him like personally <laughs> but you love him and what about bob let's get that on the record I we all well, love him and what about bob well he was supposed to be annoying <laughs> in that one was he not uh he was kind well, of the, he was yeah, kind he was of supposed the to be driven into a neurotic he was kind of the villain in that one <clears throat> Yeah, he comes around. Except for all he wanted to do was take his family on vacation. <laughs> he comes around. How do you turn? How do you turn a good father taking his family on vacation into the villain? Just because his fucking mental patient shows up and ruins it. Well, his mental patient wasn't listening to his advice and taking baby steps. <laughs> so should have read his book. <laughs> baby steps. So they catch a big one. They think, hey, we caught the shark. Everything's A-OK now. And then Dreyfus reigns on their parade. Yeah. But nobody listens to him because he's a fucking idiot. Well, he's he's, called, he's academic boy. He's <laughs> he's uh, boy. He's not from there. He's not an islander. All he wants to do is open it up and see what what is in the stomach. Well, and the so mayor it, says, I don't want to have that Kittner boy's remains spilling out all over the docks in front of everybody. It's a fair... Fair point. You're right next to a shed. Move it inside the shed. Then close the, the door. Then the kid's it. mom shows up in her fucking black veil and shit and slaps the chief of police in the in the face. 
Because he knew there was a shark out there. And fun fact, she actually did slap him because apparently that actress cannot fake a slap. So they just, there's 17 takes. Roy Scheider said it was the most painful 17 takes he'd ever done in his life. She, she slapped, slapped the shit out of him. She slapped him the 17 times. Yeah. What a fucking. The pain these actors endure is just. <laughs> like, did they brave. really need to do the slap 17 times? Couldn't they just like pick up after it? I don't know. They yeah, Spielberg. Cut from the other side of the. the it's his qu- method, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> Spielberg must have hated Scheider. So, uh, they finally, late at night, they open up the shark. They don't really find anything in there. Said junk. Um, no remains. So, they decide they don't think they got the right shark. So, they get all looking. In a pretty sweet boat. It was at o- I think it was owned by the Sheriff's Department, wasn't it? I thought it was the... Uh, oh, no, it was the o- by the Oceanic. Ocean, dude. Yeah. yeah. Dreyfus. They had all the sweet technology on there. He said he can afford it. I think it was his personal boat. He yeah. said he could afford it because he doesn't have a house. Yeah. And he... Because he's fucking He came from, from means. They uh, make that too. upbringing a couple of times. Which is also, again, funny because they all live in Martha's vine- Vineyard, <laughs> for Christ's <laughs> sake. But they don't call it that. It's Amity Island. How many poor towns do you know <laughs> that live... On an ocean front. Well, they're gonna be on poor. They're gonna be poor this year because they're not getting those summer dollars. <laughs> they're a summer town. But the town and the they're a summer town. They need to get summer dollars, or else they're gonna be on welfare all winter. <laughs> yeah. So they encounter a sunken vessel. That Dreyfus gets in the wetsuit. He goes in, finds out that it's been bitten on the side, and then a, a head comes through. Because it was owned by one of the local fishermen. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if it's him and a buddy both got killed or if it's just the one guy. But anyways, as that happens off screen, you just see the remains. So it freaks them out. They go back up top. They know what they need to do. They need to hire Quint. Yep. And the mayor has to reopen the beaches. Because mm-hmm. we're a summer town. <laughs> What do you do in summer towns? What do you need? You need summer dollars. <laughs> so it's all about. And it's the big. It's all about the Benjamins. What was the? Uh, it was the July Fourth celebration that they have a, a name for it? It was going from July Fourth through tenth. I can't mm-hmm. remember what they called it. it Shark the, Week. So, <laughs> somebody uh, graffitied their billboard advertising the the big celebration. And put a shark fin on there, and mm-hmm. Drive is like, it's about to scale, you know, if you want to know how big it is. <laughs> they put bug eyes on the lady that was swimming in there, you know, like she was actually being chased. It was a good, good tag job. Uh, yeah, when uh, they get to Quint's place of work, or it was almost like a residence, but it looked like it just a shop on the mm-hmm. on the beach. And uh, did you notice that Richard Dreyfus? he popped the biggest nerd boner you've ever seen in your life when he walks in there. Just, oh, look at all this stuff. <laughs> look at all these jaws, literal jaws on the walls. Because he's obsessed with sharks ever since he was a little kid. Yeah, what was his deal? Though? His dad gave him a boat when he was a kid because sh- he's rich. <laughs> and then, like, the, the shark, shark made his some boat. Of the boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ever yeah. since then, I've just been really into sharks. I got a boat as a kid. You guys get one of those? <laughs> no. No, I got shark three. shark ate my boat. I didn't get a boat. I got three boats. 
that's another thing I always forget when I rewatch Jaws of how fucking long it takes for them to actually get out in the ocean. The three of them, it's like yeah. three quarters of the movie. <laughs> it's an hour and twelve minutes. Yeah, it was, it was just over. What's half. the movie? Two hours. Two hours and four minutes, I yeah. believe. Yeah. So yeah, just over half before they even get out there. Fucking ridiculous. They're wasting way too much time. We need more time on the ocean. Yeah. Chemistry between the three leads is pretty fantastic. Even though they hated each other, yeah. Didn't they? Well, at least they, not Dreyfus, but well, it was Dreyfus and Shaw hated each oh, other. Oh, okay. Uh, Shaw was alcoholic and drinking a lot on set between takes. Probably because he had to work with Dreyfus. Yeah. But even the the famous Indianapolis speech, which we'll get to, um, he tried to do that the first time drunk. And uh, he called Spielberg later and apologized and like, can we do it again? And then the one you see in the movie is the next day, one take. They got it. I wrote down that... uh... When they reopened the beaches, you know, the shark took out the, the boat with the kids. And then the chief pulled his own son out of the water. Didn't give a shit about the other kids that got eaten. He only take one at a time, right? Yeah, but he, he only took his. And then they all like did CPR or some shit on that kid while the rest of the kids just were out there. Like, everybody just circled around the, the chief's kid. And then well, fuck yeah. those other kids. <laughs> They're not They're important. They're extras. They're not mine. <laughs> not res- lines. Chief of police ain't responsible for other people's kids <laughs> and their safety. You said it yourself. He doesn't have a gun. He is not prepared. <laughs> That's true. And he doesn't, he doesn't like the water. So, well, anyways, then they go shark hunting. Yep. They're, I guess, getting along in the boat. It's a lot of Robert Shaw ordering around the other two and, them kind of pissing and moaning about it but uh what are their attempts to lure the shark they're throwing the chum in the in the ocean a bunch of blood and fish guts and whatnot and uh led to the famous line which is right here Brody, got that chum line again will you let hooper take a turn hooper drives the boat chief Slow ahead, if you please. You heard him, slow ahead. Slow ahead. I can go slow ahead. Come on down and chump some of this shit. Shut off that engine. 
That's a 20-footer. 25. Three tons on him. Quint always just has to one-up him. 25, you dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know, schoolboy? Yeah, when I was uh, looking online, researching a little bit about the movie, I noticed that uh, in January of last year, I believe it was off of Adelaide, Australia, they saw a 23-foot estimated length of a great white shark off the coast there. But luckily, it was swimming back into the deeper part of the ocean, so they didn't really worry about it too much. But yeah, so Jaws is possible. Well, that was only 23. Jaws was 25. Yeah. Both estimates. Did you, did you hear that? Did you just hear the clip that you played? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very comparable. Come on. You're going to fuck with me over two feet here? I pronounce 23. Co- I pronounce incomparable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. Anyways, Jaws is real. We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) So they start uh, to wear down the shark by shooting with harpoons attached to um, barrels. Shaw talks about previous sharks he's killed, like the biggest one. I think he couldn't really handle two barrels. Is about all that shark could handle. And this Jaws handles over three, goes under with three. Goes underneath the boat with three. But he could tell it's wearing on him. I noticed they, uh, they they did a lot of chumming in this movie. Yeah, even with the lo- with themselves on the boat. <laughs> yep. I get it. Yeah, chumming with the, with their buds because like, they're chums. They're mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, that'll be our fourth and final clip. This is the famous quint speech, talking about the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Tobo, that's the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> you on the Indianapolis? What happened? Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into our side, Chief. He was coming back. The island of Tinian the Lady just delivered the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb. Eleven hundred men went into the water. The vessel went down in twelve minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, thirteen footer. You know, you know that when you're in the water, Chief. You tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. Well, we didn't know. Our bomb mission had been so secret. No distress signal had been sent. <laughs> they didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first light, Chief. Sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. You know, it's Kind of like old squares in a battle, like you see in a calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo. And the idea was, shark comes to the nearest man, that man, he starts pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark would go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got 
lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white, and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red, and in spite of all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in, they rip you to pieces. You know, by the end of that first dawn, lost a hundred men. I don't know how many sharks, maybe a thousand. I don't know how many men, the average six an hour. On Thursday morning, Chief, I bumped into a friend of mine, Herbie Robinson from Cleveland. Baseball player, bosun's mate. I thought he was asleep. Reached over to wake him up. Bobbed up and down in the water. It was like a kind of top. Upended. Well, he'd been bitten in half below the waist. Noon the fifth day, Mr. Hooper, Lockheed Ventura saw us. He swung in low and he saw us to the young pilot a lot. Younger than Mr. Hooper anyway, he saw us and he come in low. And three hours later, a big fat PBY comes down and starts to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So, oh, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out. The sharks took the rest June the 29th, 1945. thought that was important to include because they just found the wreckage for the Indianapolis last week. Yeah, it's pretty wild. After 70-some years? How long ago is that now? Yep. So, 1945 pretty significant find that's 72 years ago yeah yeah delivered the bum <laughs> the bum he talks funny that he does talks funny. talk american you're in america <laughs> usa usa well it's just you know more people from the uk trying to do american accents yeah, is it, was robert sure. shaw is he irish i don't know I mean, he sounded like it in The Sting. <laughs> yeah, fella? Does sound Irish. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, he's from, he was born in West Hooton, United Kingdom. Okay. But he died in Ireland. Okay. Well, maybe he has some Irish heritage, so, yeah, born in he England, has, whatever. He's described as an English actor. All right. So that answered nothing <laughs> for us. No. I mean, it's it puts, it puts him point. in the UK, I guess. He's from, yeah. he's from England. So he has Ireland relations. Ireland isn't in the UK. Northern Ireland is. Oh, right. But I said he died in Ireland. So he has Ireland relations. Yeah. Okay. So this uh, leads us up to basically the final climactic scene. And also where it coincides with our Australian theme for the summer. This whole this is the culmination of our summer of fun and our summer down under since this was the first big blockbuster, and it also leads nicely into our horror extravaganza since this is a horror movie. Whole reason we're doing this, yeah, <laughs> killing a lot of birds with one stone. But let's talk about the Australian aspect of the film. 
most of it was filmed around Martha's Vineyard, New England area. But uh, some of the underwater sh- uh, shots were filmed in Australia, uh, specifically the shark cage scene. Matt Hooper goes in the shark cage, goes underneath the boat. Uh, the shark attacks him, and he ends up it escaping. Turned out, it turned out to be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he ends up escaping uh, down by the uh, ocean floor. He's hiding out down there pretty much just until the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think they forgot about him, and then at the end they're like, oh, shit, we left that guy in the bottom of the ocean, and we didn't want to kill him off. Well, here's here's the reason they rewrote it, because they got such good footage in Australia. Um, they were with some famous photographers and a man by the name of Rodney Fox. Now, he uh, survived a shark attack, uh, one of the most severe to have ever been survived by a person. Um, he has a bite mark all the way from, I'd say, mid-belly, that goes up around his back and then down his arms. So it just took a big chunk out of, his, out of his midsection. It broke all of his ribs, punctured his lung, and exposed, uh, you know, lacerated the skin. It exposed a lot of the organs. And he ended up fighting it off by, like, gouging its eyes out and things like that. And it was thrashing him around. And so he pulled through it, and he was back in the ocean a year later, spearfishing. Sounds like a real smart guy. It was like a spearfishing tournament. And that's where he decided that uh, the shark was led to those waters because there's a bunch of bloody fish everywhere. Is spearfishing legal around here? Is that... I'm sure yeah. it is. Oh. My cousin's gone spearfishing. Yeah. Cool. People do that. But, um, yes, he's quite famous for this shark attack, and he, um, he became a big um, shark advocate because he was attacked back in 1963. So, Jaws came out in 75. Um, 73 is when Spielberg called him. They needed his help to film the project. So, they wanted some underwater stuff of the shark attack in the cage. And so, since they didn't have a, a real shark as big as Jaws, they were using more of a regular-sized shark with a miniature cage and either a mannequin or a little person that was in the cage. And they did have, at least initially, the little person was in the cage, but after that cage got fucked up, I saw two different stories. One was uh, the little person refused to get back in the cage after the real shark messed up the real shark tank. And then another one, a report said that he refused to go in the cage after a shark bit one of the propellers on the boat they were on. (laughs) Either way, he was out of the cage. So (laughs) he was basically stuck with mannequin work. But because they were originally going to have Matt Hooper is supposed to die and get eaten out of the shark cage. But the footage they got was so good that they wanted to keep it all in, so they changed the story. And so now, Richard Dreyfus lives, all because of Australia. And Rodney Fox. So he must die in the book. I'm guessing so, yeah. Full disclosure, none of us have read the book or the novel. Nope. I, uh, I didn't remember it being a book. Yeah, neither did I. But anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. I would literally change the whole ending of the movie. Not really. Well, otherwise, it was just going to be Roy Scheider left. (laughs) Yeah, but the only thing it really changed was he just popped up at the end and he was there. Well, it does change him dying to not dying. That's kind of a big difference. Movie-wise, not really. (laughs) Did it change the outcome? No, because like I said, he's just hiding out down the ocean floor the whole time. Right. That's what I'm saying. They didn't change a lot of the action. No. It just changed that he happened to 
come back at the end and lift. Well, he needs him to help paddle him back in the shore. Sure. <laughs> How would you know? You were sleeping. <laughs> I saw them blow up the shark. I saw the shark blow up. I saw the shark cage, too, because I wrote down that the shark cage was a bad idea. That it was. Did I, did I not write that down? I can confirm. Uh, but yes, after so I saw the shark cage. trying to haul the fish around um, by the boat, it basically just tore the boat and the engine up. And then it eats Quint, um, gets, uh, Dreyfus is still hiding out down below, Like which I'm always, I feel like I'm surprised every time Quint dies. Like I forget that he dies. Yeah. But it, it makes yeah. the most sense out of everyone. <clears throat> I did forget about that too. Um, which is, he was probably has the coolest death. I mean, yeah, He's the only you can one tell that... it's fake, but it's still from over 40 years old. Those effects hold up pretty well. Yeah, even all the most of the shark effects are still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks ridiculous, of course, but it's given the movie was 75, yeah. right? Yeah, that's pretty fucking good, <laughs> I would say. It's better than Sharknado, <laughs> most CGI stuff today, I would yeah. say. Quint was the only one that actually got eaten on screen. Like, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you actually saw the shark eating like somebody type thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose you don't see the girl or the little boy or anything. the boy is all like, everything just turns like red. That thing. was like that was the eeriness of it. Yeah, it had nothing to do with them not being able to have a believable shark for the rest of the you know seventy five percent of the movie. <laughs> So uh, finally, they get a, uh, a tank canister that Schneider throws into the Jaws' mouth. And then, uh, funny how his glasses, the whole movie, and then during the, all the <laughs> chaos at the end, his glasses get knocked off. And then he retreats with the rifle to the top of the ship. What do you call that? Um, the know. thing you stand on at the top. I forget what it's called. Almost like a crow's nest, but not. It wasn't a crow's nest, but yeah. Anyways, he's standing on that trying to shoot the canister, and mm-hmm. he does after, like, five or six shots. But I'm like, really? He doesn't have glasses on, yet he can snipe a canister out of a shark well, that's, like, 50 yards I don't yards think away. Hollywood knows how glasses work <laughs> or why people wear them. Maybe they're reading glasses. <laughs> they're huge Maybe reading glasses. Maybe he was farsighted. Well, so he, can, he can see distance. He just but, up but close, why does you know he know wear I mean? them all the time, Yeah, though. so if he was farsighted, he wouldn't wear those. He, he put them on to walk to the beach earlier in the movie like he, he specifically put them on to go outside i'm nearsighted so i wear contacts glasses regularly you know i can see right in front of my face but it gets blurry after that um but if you're farsighted you'd think you wouldn't walk around with glasses on you just put on reading glasses so you could read stuff that's close in front of you yeah i don't know that's generally how it works does it unless you got a really i don't know maybe if you got a really bad I mean, I know there's still people that are farsighted that have glasses, but... Right. I mean, I guess it depends on how severe your farsightedness is. Yeah. But that's got to be weird if you can only see clear really far away. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the 10 or 20 feet in front of you is blurry. Mm-hmm. That's got to be weird. It's like a contra shot. <laughs> <laughs> contra zoom. Contra zoom. So he, uh, he blows shit up. Jaws is dead. I don't think that uh, credits. I don't think that works in real life. What's that? Conscious shooting, shooting an oxygen tank and making it explode. I don't think that works. 
It does. Not every time, but just like a gas tank. If you shoot a gas tank, I think most it just, likely it's not going to blow up. I think it but, just shoots, you know, it just uh, deflates really fast. But if it sparks, I mean, oxygen is highly flammable, so it would blow up. Sure. I'm just saying it's sure. it's about the same science as or like flicking a cigarette on like a bunch of spilled gas. <laughs> Most of the time, it's not going to light it. Yeah. But every once in a while, it could. But anyways. You guys are the scientists. So I'll let you. <laughs> Mythbusters. <laughs> Science. Was that so credits? yeah, him and Richard Dreyfus uh, pedal back to shore. And that's about when they get back is when the credits roll. So, let's get into some fun facts here. Fun facts. When composer John Williams originally played the score for director Steven Spielberg, Spielberg laughed and said, that's funny, John, really. But what did you really have in mind for the theme of Jaws? Uh, Spielberg later stated that without Williams' score, the movie would have only been half as successful. And according to Williams, it jump-started his career, which it obviously did. Why was that... Spielberg such an asshole about it? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was something similar to uh, Jones and I talked about Live and Let Die when uh, Paul McCartney first brought the Live and Let Die song to them. They're like, no, seriously, what, what, what can you give us for a theme song for yeah. Live and Let Die? Like, this this sucks. And he's like, no, right. this is it. And they played it. It became a huge hit. Several decades after the release of Jaws, Lee Fierro, who played Mrs. Kintner, or Kintner, walked into a seafood restaurant and noticed that the menu had an Alex Kintner, or Kintner sandwich. She commented that he, she had played his mother so many years ago. The owner of the restaurant ran out to meet her, and he was none other than Jeffrey Voorhees, who had played her son. Jason they had not Voorhees. seen it. <laughs> no, that was Jason's cousin. Yeah. Jeffrey. Cousin. Jeffrey Voorhees. <laughs> The real hockey player. <laughs> they had not seen each other. That's a fucking baghead poser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hadn't seen each other since the movie, so that was quite the coincidence. Robert Shaw could not stand Richard Dreyfus, and the two argued all the time, which resulted in some good tension between Hooper and Quint on set. According to writer Carl Gottlieb, the line, you're going to need a bigger boat, was uh, not scripted, but was ad-libbed by Mr. Roy Scheider. Pretty good. According to Spielberg, the prop arm looked too fake in the scene where Chrissy's remains are discovered, so instead they buried a female crew member in the sand with only her arm exposed. <laughs> then they fucking a bunch of crabs on her. So you couldn't really do that today. Yeah, maybe. Seems a little unsafe. Well, depends how they do it. Yeah. Uh, over 67 million people in the U.S. went to see this film when it was initially released in 75, making it the first summer blockbuster uh, Jaws opened on only 400 screen, or sorry, 409 screens. Within 78 days, it had become the highest-grossing film of all time. Even then, however, it was still showing on fewer than a thousand screens. So yeah, imagine 67 million people. Which I wonder how big the population was in 75. That had to have been like a third of the population. 67 mil. Maybe. There's 216 million people in the U.S. 75. Yep. So 215 divided by 67. Where'd these well, other Where'd these uh, other hundred million come from? 65. What's that, Brett? Where'd these other hundred million come from? <laughs> Don't know. Better health care. <laughs> uh, according to the making of, um, 
Steven Spielberg's Jaws documentary, the shooting star that appears during the night scene where Brody loads his revolver was real, not an optical effect. I was wondering about that watching. Did you notice that? When he's loading his gun, all of a sudden it's almost like a red, reddish light. It zooms past uh, space I, behind him. I don't remember him having a gun. I was like, they just add a random shooting star to this? When was I remember it? seeing that, and I thought, you know, they always say that about E.T., like the little, what, the raccoon shot. They're like, he must have added it in. Now, that obviously, so I assumed he added the shooting star thing in mm-hmm. for some reason, you know. Apparently, it was Apparently real. not. And you mentioned earlier Bruce, uh, director uh, Spielberg named the shark Bruce after his lawyer. There are three mechanical Bruces uh, made, each with specialized functions. One shark was open on the right side, one was open on the left, and the third was fully skinned. Each shark cost about two hundred fifty grand. I, I get that, because lawyers are sharks. <laughs> There's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you had a shark of a lawyer and a lawyer of a shark. Uh, though respected as an actor, Robert Shaw's trouble with alcohol was a frequent source of tension during filming. In later interviews, Roy Scheider described uh, his co-star as a perfect gentleman whenever he was sober. All he needed was one drink, and then he turned into a competitive son of a bitch. According to Carl Gottlieb's book, The Jaws Log, Shaw was having a drink between takes, at which point he announced, I wish I could quit drinking. <laughs> Much to the surprise and horror of the crew... <laughs> Richard Dreyfus simply grabbed Shaw's glass and tossed it into the ocean. When it came time to shoot the infamous USS Indianapolis scene, Shaw attempted to do the monologue while intoxicated as it called for the men to be drinking late at night. Yeah, but not bombed. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing in the take could be used. Or bummed. And the remorseful, remorseful Shaw called Spielberg late that night and asked if they could do it again. The next day of shooting, his electrifying performance was done in one take. Uh, during pre-production, Spielberg, accompanied by friends Martin Scorsese, George Lucas, and John Milius, visited the effects shop where Bruce the Shark was being constructed. Lucas stuck his head in the shark's mouth to see how, how uh, see how it worked. And as a joke, Milius and Spielberg snuck to the controls and made the jaw clamp down on Lucas's head. Unfortunately, uh, and rather prophetically, considering the later technical difficulties uh, the production would suffer, the shark malfunctioned. And Lucas got stuck in the mouth of the shark. When Spielberg and Milius were finally able to free him, the three men ran out of the workshop, afraid they had done major damage to the creature. Yeah, fuck Lucas. Yeah, John Milius, he's the guy, uh, Walter, uh, Big Lebowski. Apparently they've slightly based him off of John Milius. Um, responsible for a lot of screenplays. He has quite the filmography. Kind of a real rebel. He's kind of out there. Loose cannon, kind of like Walter. Hmm. Also, I think a Vietnam vet. There's a very cool uh, documentary out there. I forget the name of it. It's I know John Milius is in the title, but yeah. Uh, Spielberg shot roughly 25% of the film from water level to provide the viewers this perspective as if they were treading water, which I think is pretty effective. And most of the film was shot handheld to best counterman the ocean swell. Uh, Spielberg observed at the first test screening that the first surprise appearance of the shark got the biggest scream from the audience. However, after he reshot the scene at Ben Gardner's boat, the surprise appearance of Ben Gardner's head got the biggest scream, while the appearance of the shark received half the reaction it used to. Spielberg said it taught him a lesson that a movie can only have one major scare moment, because afterward the audience will be on guard against the film. 
which I think makes sense. Yeah. You get scared once, you're pretty much guards up the whole time. Yeah. It's hard to, I mean, at least jump again. Like That rule doesn't apply anymore. Oh, yeah. Because they put fucking like 20 of those. Jump scares in every horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's how all the horror movies are now. Yep. We got them once. We got to get them 19 more times. Yeah. But I think it's it's still true that they aren't as effective after the first time. They won't see this one coming. You already talked about the Contra Zoom Jaws shot. Yeah, Jaws is only one of uh, five horror films to be nominated for Best Picture. The others are The Exorcist, Silence of the Lambs, which won, uh, The Sixth Sense, and Black Swan. Robert Shaw also ran into trouble with the IRS and had to flee the country uh, once his scenes were completed. If he spent more than a certain amount of time in the U.S., he would face a tax liability. So to circumvent that, uh, Shaw was flown to Canada on his off days. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tax chief. And that's about all the fun facts I had. There's a shit ton. You go to IMDb or read about other aspects of the production. There's a lot of kind of cool stuff out there. But we didn't want to sit here and read stuff for an hour. So uh-huh. you guys have any other like really cool ones you want to talk about? Mm. Nah, you covered all the ones I was going to hit. I, d- I don't have anything else. There was one in there, but I don't know if it's a, you could necessarily say it's because of the movie. But Martha's Vineyard tourism population before the movie was about 5,000 people. And then after the movie came out, the population skyrocketed to 15,000. That was just that was just the population of the island, right? Not Well, that's why that's tourism. why the way it was written it was kind of No, no, no. They're saying the tourism population. Really? You think it'd go up even higher than 15,000? Uh Well, well it went from 5 to 15. Yeah. Before and after, but when I like Google or when I Wikipedia Martha's Vineyard, that population jumped almost five thousand every decade or something mm-hmm. from like the sixties. So it's like, man, maybe it was just trending in that way, anyways. So yeah, because I don't know. It, it, in nineteen seventy five, you watch Jaws, are you thinking, oh, that's Martha's Vineyard? I better go check it out. Yeah, I doubt it. I now go, you can Google I go see those sharks, right? So yeah. it's like I doubt people are flocking there. Mm-hmm. Just because of Jaws, in all honesty. Well, they need our summer dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Movie taught us anything is that they fucking need summer dollars. It's your, it's your last weekend <laughs> to go get those summer dollars at the Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah, I think this is uh, quite the influential film. Definitely uh, blazed a trail for many films to follow, blockbuster-wise, horror-wise. Even from a technical aspect with the camera shots it used and animatronics for the shark. Later, Spielberg would use a lot more of that in Jurassic Park. Am I the only one that's seen Orca? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Cause that, Tell take, us about Orca, Brett. I would take the uh, killer whale from Orca over the Jaws shark. I think the whale would, would take them. Yeah, well, they are uh, the only known predator to great white sharks. They are. I found in my research. I believe they're uh, more intelligent also. Mm, bigger and uh if you abort its baby it'll chase you all over until you're dead <laughs> so who's performing abortions on these whales well they they <laughs> caught the the female and then they cut the baby out of her and then the male orca went he, on does a ramp does he go on land he went on, no <laughs> nobody chases him to the arctic and uh it's a pretty epic showdown <laughs> 
That's what I hear. It's a pretty badass movie. Oh, yeah. It's not great, but it's it's the the killer whale is pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll check that out. <laughs> what do you rank it? What do you rank Jaws? ASAP? Soonish? Yeah. I, I think... How about you? You fell asleep because it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it before, though. Right. I've seen it before. Because of the influence it's had on everything, I think it deserves an ASAP. And it's very well made, technically sound. Mm-hmm. Still holds up, yeah. I would say. A yeah. lot of the suspense and animatronics and all that holds up pretty well. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. It with, even with the uh, PG rating, it was like the earlier PG ratings where you can get away with a lot of right, shit. Right, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. See, see dismembered limbs and kind Pre- of a little bit of gore and a lot of blood. nudity. And you forget yeah. there, there was back a, when you put can put nudity in PG movies. When you forget there was a time when there wasn't like summer blockbuster type thing, mm-hmm. which this thing kind of yeah. kicked off and it's all hell's broken loose since then. Yeah. Now you got to have a summer blockbuster every weekend. Yep. And if it wasn't a blockbuster, you fucking failed. I will say, I I don't always think of Jaws as a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I understand why it's a horror movie, but it's like, doesn't feel like a horror movie. Yeah. I think it's more of a very entertaining family horror movie almost. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. 67 million people. Can't be wrong. I saw this, I don't know how many times as a kitten, because it was my mom's favorite movie, Jaws. Yep. Well, the horror movies of the era, when this came out, weren't anything like the horror movies we have now. Yeah. They're Halloween didn't come out till for another three years after yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have slashers and shit back then, so. They did, yeah, they did, well, but not, they, weren't, they weren't popular and they were mostly foreign. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, I mean, I suppose you're. And they were, they're a lot more, like, slow-paced and suspense-style like yeah. suspense movies. Yeah. So. You didn't get the like really gory horror movies till the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. yeah, at least in the U.S. So yeah, this uh, it's quite the trailblazer. Yeah, I think it deserves that ASAP stamp. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts, concerns? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about with Jaws? Uh, no need to see any of the sequels, from what I recall. <laughs> There are That's what I three? Is there three I haven't seen sequels? any of them. There's at least three. Scheider's yeah. in the second one. Right. Because he would, he signed a contract uh, for this movie. Isn't I, Michael Caine in one of those? Yeah, I think Caine's in The, the Revenge. Revenge. There's a 3D one. Mm-hmm. Is that the third just, one? Is it just the 3D is the third one. Yeah. Maybe I'll check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've not seen any of those. Yeah, we've heard you can skip them all, which is probably about right. Watch Orca instead if you can find it. Yeah, there you go. It's probably going to be hard to find, though. I will say, I think I was Googling around a name there. Um, what's his face? Schneider? Uh, Richard Dreyfus was in Piranha 3D. Remember when that okay. came out? Yep. I don't know, 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if he had like a little cameo in that. Mm-hmm. Was he know. in the original Piranha? Um, uh, maybe. Don't you want to? You want to look then up? It was a, then it was a throwback. While well, I wrap up the episode, wink, wink. look up Dreyfus. Do us a favor. Reach out to us. Email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Suggestions, criticisms, whatever. Please subscribe and rate and review on iTunes and or Stitcher. 
check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. I've been uh, adding a lot of titles to the rating section. Probably get up to over a 1,000 within the next couple of days. And then the plan is now to write little blurbs about every one of them. So that is going to take quite a bit of time. But progress is being made. So when you search for a lot of different movies, it'll show up. At least you'll get a rating of where we view it in our minds, if it's worth your time or not. Uh, follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie. You find it, Jones? Yeah, he was only in Piranha 3D. Okay. And Piranha 3D is 74%. Mm-hmm. Certified fresh. I forgot about that. Yeah, really? It was entertaining. Really? You borrowed it from me. Like It was entertaining. Yep. I fr- it was funny. I you wouldn't it. put it in all the time, but you'd probably watch it again, right? Yeah, if it was on TV, I'd probably stop. Yeah. Didn't James Cameron do the original? Piranha? Yeah. Thanks. Piranha 3D. Well, I'm... so the poster, so I'm on Piranha 3D on Rotten Tomatoes, but the poster just says Piranha. Mm. Is, Pir- well, is was, the original from? It was like from the 70s. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. I think it was James Cameron's first movie. In Piranha 3D, they have a quote on the front that says, "It's Jaws Gone Wild." <laughs> That's didn't they do a, a sequel called Piranha 3 Double D? Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds like really, really classy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, look at that! <laughs> uh, that's a badass movie poster. That's pretty good. It's a grill on a floaty. That's the biggest that piranha. piranha. That's yeah. the biggest Funny. piranha I've ever seen. That's fucking yeah. sweet. <laughs> Oh, you never seen that? That's on no, most of the DVD so. covers and stuff. When I, I'll see the original Piranha out there sometimes. Yeah, it was a horror spoof of Jaws, it says. Uh, directed by Joe Dante. Oh, okay. So, Gremlins. Yep. Gremlins guy. I thought James Cameron had something to do with it. Maybe he wrote it. Maybe he produced it, or... I don't know. That's it. All right. I think that'll do it. Maybe Cameron is involved, maybe not. Look up for yourself. <laughs> we'll check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.